Welcome back to episode Sans Soissant Desuit of Les VOTP, the voice of the people, the podcast about sense, no sense, and nonsense at the same time. Here, I've got the stuff. Manager, you can too if you come back. And all the rest of you can too if and only if you have an open mind and the ability to listen. So, I know this episode is coming late. I fell asleep last night actually watching a movie I was going to talk about. So, instead of making it last night really, really late, uh, I decided to not annoy people in the house and to just go to sleep. So, it is coming to you in the morning, and there will be another episode later today. But, let's get into the soundtrack of the day, because I did work out yesterday. I'm keeping up with the regiment. (coughs) My throat feels a little scratchy today. Don't know if it's coming across like that. Don't know. And I also think the past, like, month or so of episodes, like, without manager, it's weird, but I also, I'm not in my normal residence, so I feel I'm sounding a bit different. Like, I'm holding back a little bit, just because... I don't know, if you're not in your, in your space, and it's, it's just a little less comfortable, like, I don't want to be, normally I'm super loud, and just let, just let my quotes just run like water here, I'm, like, a little bit more, I don't think reserved, because I'm definitely saying what I want to say, but I'm, maybe I'm just saying it a little softer, and so maybe my voice sounds a little bit different, but, here we go anyways, starting off with Crazy by Simple Plan, Play play In With Me, <laughs> featuring Kalani by Kyle and Kalani, of course, The Highest Step in the World by Adam Young, this is great stuff, The Private and Intimate Life of the House by Blake DeLong and more people from Natasha Pierre and The Great Comet of 1812. That lasted very shortly on Broadway. So disappointing because that show was amazing. It should have been there forever. Uh, Cinematic by Owl City. Love that stuff. Love them. Love is Greed by Passion Pit. Ice Black Sand by Reptar. The Pilot by Adam Young. March to the Sea by 21 Pilots. Glory and Triumph by Akira the Don. This will be the starting song of today's playlist because this song just gets you riled up this instrumental piece is so it's like a blast off it's just here we go and let's get started um dominoes by hey champ swallow it by brandon flowers of the killers heart and soul by huey lewis and the news and ending it off with memories memories by maroon 5 i gotta say this set list was pretty good there might have been one or two songs that were like a little iffy, a little flip floppy, but the rest of it was on point. And to to go on with the with my actual like workouts, basically whatever I'm doing, like whatever movements I'm doing, if I'm doing like I don't know, sit-ups, running, squats, uh, well, whatever it is, 
basically there is no regular routine it's basically going with however the songs come up so if there's a slower song i'll pretty much do certain parts of the workout and then when it's going faster i'll obviously do other things so it always changes up there's no normal checklist i should say <clears throat> but there'll be another playlist tomorrow and i have to say i have to get into the i have to get i have to like retroactive or go back in time and put up all my playlists because i've been very bad at that it's just because the music's on the computer i don't really use my phone for the music and the app is on my phone so it's coordinating that is kind of annoying and uh yeah like this already takes i hope you know that like it takes i don't know like to do to do this show daily is kind of hard at times just because there's you know my day is like there's a lot of stuff going on and from day to day like I have to rearrange it so that I have time to fit this in. So if I ever forget or, you know, there's a day missing, please forgive me. Notice that I do have, I, I guess I have some type of life, I guess. But let's go into topic one and I'm going to talk about Home Alone 2. So I mentioned that I fell asleep and I actually fell asleep little bits like here and there heading towards the end of this movie and did you know that this movie is two hours long two hours that is way too long for a movie like this as much as i like home alone and home alone 2 they should not be two hours i think the first one is like an hour and 45 minutes or around that and that's even pushing it like these movies if they're like fun light-hearted family movies they should be an hour and a half cap because you, you're, you're stretching it too thin. Like, there's not much here to go with. And if you're asking us to basically give up that amount of time for it, it, it gets harder to select it as a movie to watch. Because there are certain parts that we just automatically want to watch. And the other parts are kind of just like, eh, I don't really care for that. So why? Like, I don't need to watch the entire full movie. Uh, this movie seems, as much as it is similar to the first one, this one seems more of a product placement movie. So in the first one, it was the big, the big thing that I, that basically goes into my mind is the Pepsi with Fuller. And it, they're like, oh, if he drinks another, if he has something to drink, he's going to wet the bed. And, you know, he's holding up the glass of Pepsi, or the can of Pepsi, and he's, like, smiling at Kevin. This time, in the second one, he's holding up Coke. So Coke totally must have outspent Pepsi to get that spot in this movie. And that's probably an epic placement. Epic! Because this movie was huge. So I can't even imagine how much they're paying to put their to put their items in this. And then the other huge thing is Talkboy. Whoever came up with this product and whoever came up with 
the arrangement to have it in this movie is a genius because every kid in the world wanted this thing after it. I don't know how well it worked, but I know I had the Talkboy pen. I didn't have the actual Talkboy, but I had the Talkboy pen. And I remember like recording like little things and then playing it back, but I don't remember it being as good as it was in the movie. Um, now the actual movie itself. Oh, and then another thing is the Grand Plaza. I mean, this is like a full like like a full commercial for the Grand Plaza. My God, and New York itself. It's it's pretty much just like come to New York. This is the this is the place where Home Alone Two was like made. That's basically what the movie should have been. Um, but besides that, the movie's pretty good. I mean, the family aspect of it is pretty much the same as the first one. So there's really nothing new there. You got Buzz being, you know, Buzz and, uh, the rest of the family and the mother and the father being a little clueless and all that. So you get that and that's pretty much the same. You get Uncle Frank being the, get out of here, you little pervert, or I'm gonna slap you silly. And I mean, that's hilarious. The addition of Tim Curry and Rob Schneider, and that woman who, sadly, I don't know her name, the people that work at the hotel, that's pretty funny. I mean, that stuff, that was the stuff that was added that was pretty good because uh, it added, like, another dimension to it. The coming back with the old-school movie and playing it and people thinking that it's a real person talking is hilarious. Where the guy is going, you've been smooching with everybody. Dave... Curly, Little Mo with the gimpy leg, and Cliff. And Cliff is a, there's a person named Cliff that's with the group there. And they all look at him. Like, and he's like, no, it's not true. It wasn't me. Like, that is hilarious. And then they have to get down on their knees and beg him. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. I love you. <laughs> it's so good. Um, that part was awesome. Now they added another old, per like an older person in a therapy session with this one, the pigeon lady. That is a little weird. Not really sure where that came from, where it's just like, okay, we got Home Alone 2. We got the original, we, we have like, we want it to be kind of like the first one. So now we need an old person. That's a little weird. That's a little like misrepresented, like, that's a little bit of an outlier that befriends Kevin again and, you know, he gives her advice. Uh, that's just a little weird, the whole pigeon thing, but, I mean, it is what it is. Now, going to the battle. The battle scene is, like, the best. The battle scene in this one, I don't know if it's as good. It's as good as the first one. I don't know if it's better, but there are certain moments that are just classic. Like, when Marv gets up to the top. And he, he's like, Harry, I've reached the top. And he takes one step and there's that huge hole in the in the floor. And he falls all the way down to the cellar. That is hilarious. When, uh, and when he's throwing bricks down at them, that is, oh my god. He gets Marv four times in the face. Um, and then when uh, Harry gets his head torched. And then the toilet seat has just gasoline in it so it just blows up the entire thing that is hilarious i mean good stuff there 
again, I just don't know about the about the two hours. This felt very long, and I was just like, oh, let's get to the let's get to the good stuff. And it's all the, it's always at the end, so you gotta get through the hour and a half of stuff to get to the really to get to the really fun part. And then I just wanna um, where is it? I just wanna say one last thing is that I forgot to say this from the first Home Alone movie when. Kevin goes into Buzz's room and asks if he could sleep in there. In Buzz's response, this is classic. He goes... He goes into his room and he's like, Oh, I gotta sleep with Fuller. And if he has something to drink, he'll wet the bed. And then Buzz goes, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. (laughs) And I mean... I don't know. They don't make movies like this anymore. And I wish that they would because kids and families together, they need to be able to watch some stuff that isn't garbage. And this might be a little outside the reality zone, but it's lighthearted. It's fun. Go check it out. The first two Home Alones. After that, everything is garbage. Okay, topic two. Topic two. Quickly, before I get into my Disney movie. Christmas has been getting expensive. Oh my god. I have not done this much shopping in a long, long time. But I I just don't know how other families do it. I know my family takes Christmas very... Uh, when I say serious, I don't mean serious as like, oh my god, like everything has to be perfect. I say serious as in... Everybody really takes the time and effort to get people gifts that they really want. And they're able to, I guess, go a little overboard with the money. But you have to realize that this is once every year. Once every year. So my family is very particular with, say, Christmas and birthdays. I'm trying to think of anything else. But those things, they happen once every year. So you have to make them super special. So even though I'm saying that everything is getting super expensive, it's worth it. And I say if you have the money to to uh, kind of go a little bit overboard. I mean, uh, then again, like the, the cost of things is not the thing that's special about the gifts you have to go and you have to get you know think outside the box think think about the little things people tell you or the little things people hint at and those are the things that you have to grab at and uh yeah i just i don't know my but my credit card uh is the the amount is getting up there and i gotta i gotta cool it a little bit but you know what I don't know. The people that I buy for are totally worth it. And uh, yeah, I do anything for them. I do anything for them. Uh, so I can't wait for Christmas to come. And um, so yeah, be out on the lookout and listen very closely to what people want or are hoping for. And I would say right now, as you grow older, you're less about receiving the gifts and more about giving the gifts because. You can make people so happy, and it's like the best feeling in the world. Like, if you give somebody that they have no idea what the heck 
they have no um, suspicion about what's coming to them, and you've really knocked their socks off, it's such a good feeling, and you're, it's so good, it's such a good holiday, and it, it, it's a shame that this type of feeling can't last the entire year around. Uh, now let's get into the Disney movie of the day. Like, yesterday, I watched Chicken Little. Now this is the first time that I've ever seen it, and I think it's because it's, I'm more of a 2D person, a 2D animated person, but it's also because, well, it's, it is in the beginning phase of their 3D world, so it's not like quite as sharp as their other 3D movies, but the main reason is because it's named Chicken Little, and it's off of that little story about Chicken Little. If it was named anything else, I probably would have been uh, a little bit more proactive about seeing this movie. It's just that with that name, you have such a like preconceived idea as to what is coming. And it just wasn't special to me at the time. But then I watched it yesterday and it's super surprising. I I don't think it's one of the greats. I will say that right off the bat. I don't think it's one of the greats, but I will say that it is really cute and it has its moments. It's like I don't I pretty much don't remember any of the the characters' names, but that's not the important part. I think the important part about this movie is the theme with the father and the son and that whole that whole part with them made the movie for me like forget the idea about the sky is falling but really it's just a piece of a spaceship that comes down and the aliens are looking for their lost kid um forget that forget that it's more about the relationship between chicken little and his father which uh and it's about, they have a really nice, intimate, sentimental moment to where the father says, I'm sorry if you ever felt that me loving you or my love, you had to earn it. Like it was never earned. Like you don't have to earn my love. That is such a good message. It's so good. And the father and the son are totally different people. You could tell that the father is just like, he doesn't know what to do with him because they're complete opposites. And he's just doing his best, but he's also not, he doesn't have his son's back. He doesn't believe him. And then they have this moment to where they lay everything out on the table and pretty much the tides turn and they their relationship is so much better and i would say that if you haven't checked out this movie check it out it's again it's not one of the best disney movies but it has the right message there and it also has some really funny moments it's one of those movies to where they're just kind of slapsticky and they do one-liners and they have like these pop culture references 
it's kind of that type of movie. So if you're looking for more of like original kind of humor or like some something that's brand new, you're not going to get it, but you're going to get really funny moments. Like the pig is funny. The, the ugly duckling is funny. Uh, and the cute little aliens, really cool with the, th- with the one eye and then it turns to three eyes. That's really cool stuff. Um, what else can I say? So yeah, go check this movie out, especially, especially if you have a kid and you like say you as a parent in the, in your kid, you have like some differences and you guys aren't really the same. This movie is so great for that. So great for that. And I'm happy that I saw this movie. Check it out. Chicken Little. And we'll see what is next up on the Disney list. And this has been episode 160 des Wheats of Lay VOTP.